You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to summer and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watch workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I run in that case didn't take <laughs> biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Happy Monday morning to you. Welcome into another edition of the Martin Houston Show right here on Tide 100.9. James Ludeman hanging out with you here this morning. Joe Gaither also hanging out this morning, uh, working the, the the production room, I guess is the official uh, terminology. But uh, Joe and I are going to be taking over this week and uh, talking some sports with you. And obviously there's a lot to talk about, a lot to get into uh, and highlight over the weekend, but we are so glad you decided to start your day with us. We starting this day, Joe. We got twelve hours of sports talk radio, twelve hours, and we get to kick it off. Uh, a lot of really good stuff with that. But we'll start. We'll, we'll kind of talk about a lot of different Alabama events that happened this weekend. Uh, basketball, men's and women's, uh, both took place this weekend. Gymnastics took place this weekend. Uh, volleyball took place this weekend. I mean, there's a number of Alabama sports uh, that we're going to get into today. But, Joe, this is a day that the Lord has made, and we can rejoice and be glad in it. And, uh, Joe, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing I'm, today? Man, I'm well. It's good. Six in the morning. It, it's, it's, you know, our, my show is usually at night, so I'm, I'm more of a night owl, so this is kind of good for me. Uh, I, I forgot what this side of 6 a.m. looked like. You yeah. did it for a handful of weeks at the start of the year. I so mean, comfortable yeah, with it. I mean, it, I get it, but I don't think it gets any easier to wake up at, you know, 430. It's just not not fun. But, hey, it's fun to be here. It's fun to be hanging out with you, Joe. And uh, hopefully you'll hang out with us as well on the Taco Casa hotline. 205-342-9904 is the number to call if you want to join in the conversation. Uh, if you want to talk some Alabama basketball, because that's, that's what we're going to kick off with, Joe. Uh, Don't go there first. Uh, no, I am. I have to. And, and here's here's the reason why I'm going here for it. Normally, I wouldn't. But I'm very disappointed today. I'm very disappointed. And I'm not disappointed in Alabama. I am disappointed in the SEC Big 12 Challenge as a whole. Because of what happened on Saturday with Alabama. I have a rule in sports, Joe, and I, I know my rule doesn't mean anything more than, than anybody else's rules, okay? I get it. I, I have no official say-so over anything that happens. Not yet. Not yet. Maybe someday. We'll see. But what I what my rule is is officiating should never determine the outcome of a game. Now, listen, I, I'm not going to make excuses for the Crimson Tide. No one is. Nate Oates isn't. Nate Oates didn't. But officiating in this game was awful. From from the second half on, it completely changed from the first half to the second half. Herb Jones got hit in the face, Joe. Busted open this dude's nose. He was bleeding. You could visibly see it. And he gets called for a defensive foul. How? It makes no sense whatsoever. There were charges that would literally go against Alabama that you're sitting there going, you didn't call that in the first quarter. And it's I, I just am trying to wrap my head around what happened on Saturday, and then I realized what actually happened. What happened was is when you have 
two teams from different conferences. Alabama, of course, in the SEC. Oklahoma, of course, in the Big 12. Why do you have Big 12 officiating? You think the fix was in for uh, uh, the look, Sooners? I don't want to say it's a fix because I think it's – look, Alabama didn't do themselves any favors. It, they, they really didn't. They missed a lot of free throws. Alex Reese missed two wide-open three-pointers uh, in the second half with about three minutes to go that could have really changed the, the, the complexion of the game. It seemed like every time Alabama had a lead, Oklahoma would just go on a, a small run, get it to about five or the six points. Oh, it's okay. I love the Highlight Inn Express and Sweets. Maybe they're a sponsor. But it, it just seemed like every time Alabama would, would get some momentum, Oklahoma would just double the momentum. But but here's the thing, and, and one of my co-hosts and I were talking about this. I think that what they should have done and what they should do moving forward is you need to bring in another conference officiating crew. You You can't have a Big 12 officiating system in an SEC Big 12 matchup. It's unfair. Like they do for bowl games, bring exactly. in a, a third party. I'd rather have the Pac-12 officials in there right now. And look, they're not great either. Didn't the ACC officials do the national championship game? Uh, I believe Alabama so. Ohio State? I believe so. That's correct. And I, look, I just I have a problem with that. And again, I don't want to sugarcoat anything. All well, right. What about the offensive rebounds? Down, well, you know, that, giving up that's, the offensive rebounds. You're right. That's the other side of it. Oklahoma out rebounded Alabama, forty-two to thirty-four total offensive rebounds, thirteen to six. But I'm watching this game, Joe, and there's a lot of these offensive rebounds that are taking just crazy bounces, right? To got like somebody would shoot for Oklahoma, and the ball would literally hit the rim and bounce all the way back out to the three-point line where there was no Alabama player within five feet of it. I mean, it, it was just, it was insane. And, you know, they Alabama turned the ball over a lot, especially in the first half. I, I thought the first half was probably the sloppiest play I've ever seen, uh, or at least from the season, from Alabama's standpoint. Um, definitely not what we've have been accustomed to seeing these last you know, a few games. Well, the last three games, the offense has really looked kind of uh, like kind of clunked up, kind of yeah. kind of jammed up. What do you think the uh, Alabama needs to do to get the offense back on track, to get scoring back? You know, or where they lighten it up, get into the hole, and yeah. get a lot of wide open shots. Well, it's it's interesting because I thought they got inside really well at times in this game, and and credit to Oklahoma, uh, who was down a play, down two players, by the way. Uh, so that doesn't look good when you're you know, in the AP top 10 and you're, you know, playing a team down two players already. Um, but what I will say is I think offensively they have Herb Jones was, was there, but he, he didn't do as much offensively. Seven points. Uh, he had five assists, which was great. Shackelford led the way or, or well, Shackelford had 14 Reese, despite us criticizing him had 15 points. Uh, and then Keon Ellis had, had a surprising 11. I thought he was very surprising Saturday. Uh, he's been one of those guys that's kind of been under the radar, but he uh, did did very very well. John Penny only had nine in thirty four minutes. I mean that's that's not good. Uh, the guy's your star, really, in my opinion. I think he's the star of the team, and and I've been saying that all year. Quinterly only played thirteen minutes, but he didn't score. Um, I mean Primo Rojas. I mean these guys. What did Primo have? Primo had five points in twenty six minutes. I mean, yeah, you're not going to win a basketball game no. when when your when your boy Petty Primo and Quinterly are coming up with fourteen points between them. I mean it's it's really bad. It's really bad. And and you're right though. These last few games, offensively, there's there's been a lot to be desired. And uh, I think unfortunately, it kind of reared its ugly head on Saturday. And and look again. I don't want to sit here and just blame this entirely on the officials. The other side of this, too, Joe, Alabama finished nine for fourteen in free throws. That's that's not good. You can't you can't do that. You got to get to the line more times than that, and you got to make it make make from the free throw line at a higher percentage. Absolutely, and, and they've been doing that. That that's that's the frustrating part of this game is they've been doing they've been shooting free throws very well, and they just they couldn't get it done. Saturday, they they missed a lot of opportunities. And uh, when you play a team like Oklahoma, who's coming off of a big win against Texas, 
uh, and, and has really nothing to lose at this point. Now, I'm going to ask you a question here. We're going to, we're going to go to Pat now, but I want to ask you a question on the other side of this break, and I'll, I'll give you that here in just a second. But let's jump out to the Taco Casa hotline. Let's get Pat in the conversation. Good morning, Good Pat. Good morning. Good morning. First off, I want to thank James for a great job down at the Senior Bowl. That and, was that uh, was Jacob, yeah, but but Jacob, yeah. I'm sorry. No, you're good, uh, Jacob. But uh, hey, but I want to uh, talk about the color on that ball game. We have to put up with Gary Danielson with CBS. Oh, Lord, yeah. Why is ESPN give us? Hey, I mean, you know, you'd think that Alabama should get a little bit of respect. Oh, but when we have to put up with people saying, "Well, if he'd have been right-handed, he wouldn't have made that three-point shot." <laughs> Did you hear that? I that did. was the most incredible <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my life. I I have I, I've been watching college basketball a long time, Joe. You I know you have as well. And the officiating or the officiating, the color commentary, I, I didn't like it. I really did. I don't know, Joe, how you felt about that, but I didn't like it at all. Dan Dockage was annoying me. He really was. It was terrible. I mean, it, it was it was it was Gary Danielson personified. Do you not think? <laughs> I mean. Look, the only thing, look, I think Gary Danielson is, is bad. I'll give you that. But this dude Saturday, I, I thought was worse. Oh, he was worse. He's worse. That's what yeah. I said, it, personified. Because it just seemed like every time Alabama would go on a run, he, you know, he would start to kind of, okay, like he'd start to be impartial. But the minute Oklahoma started, you know, going on these short spurts, he would just, oh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, without players. Like it, it was just really. It, it was, you know, I mean, it was, really it was all kinds of crazy crap. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it, it, it made it exactly. I mean, it was just horrible to watch. It was. I mean, it was bad enough taking the loss that, uh, but the fact that oh, we had players with bloody noses that hey, when they called fouls on our player with a bloody nose, and he was the one that got hit. You know, what do you think? Uh, I said it earlier, Pat. I I was very disappointed in in what I saw on the court from the officiating crew. I, I mean, oh, it was man. it wasn't just that play either. I mean, there were several plays. Um, uh, Reese was called on a couple of offensive plays, uh, offensive fouls that I was just like, "You got to be kidding me!" And, and to their credit, you know, as much as the the color commentary was terrible uh, for probably ninety six percent of that game. Um, there were times when the, even the, the color commentators like, wow, like you cannot call this a certain way in the first half and then completely change it up the second half. I mean, oh, that's yeah. exactly I mean, what that, happened. That's exactly what happened. And I mean, it was just, uh, you know, uh, I'm just, uh, not, oh, you know, you know, uh, you know, we can't be that concerned about that loss. We got to move, move forward. Uh, but we, did they? Did the boys not bust out there? Seems like to me we bust out there. Is that correct? Uh, Surely not. Yeah, I don't think so. I figured they fly. Everybody flies now, Pat. I don't think anybody rides a bus anymore. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I thought they had bust out there. Oh no, country. that's a long way to bus, man. That'd be a long way to bus. Exactly. Nah, listen, well, Pat. I, we, I, just we, was, I just was looking for an excuse. <laughs> as to how we played so darn bad. The no. fact that we couldn't concentrate and make a – we've been shooting free throws pretty consistently, and the, uh, we left so many points on the one-night mile game. Yeah. I mean, look, I – go ahead, Joe. Pat, uh, if they bust out there, that's a ten-and-a-half-hour bus ride. So, boy, Oof. that'd be brutal. I don't, I, I'm, I, if I had to you know, place a bet, I'd be betting on them flying. All right, because I'd heard that they'd bust out there. Maybe we could just say they bust. Just yeah. maybe, maybe make us feel a little better. Gosh, yeah. why would they take a bus ride? Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> like I said, but, uh, well, due to the fact that uh, you know there's so many new uh, protocols for flying now, and uh, you know, it's, I just I, I just had heard that it was a bus ride, and I'm almost I'm like I said I'm fairly positive. I, I could be wrong, been wrong before. But anyway, hey, let's get ready for let's talk about something good. National Signing Day. Hey, are we gonna sign Kamara Wheaton Wednesday? What's the scoop? Well, from from what I've seen in this, and, and I I knew this was gonna kind of come up, so that's why I, I actually did it. It it looks like it. I don't want to jump the gun and say yes a hundred percent because I don't think anything ever is a hundred percent with signing. But I will say the chances of him signing are are 
seem to be very good. I, I don't want to give a 100% prediction on it, Pat, but um, to me, it just it seems like a no-brainer. Uh, but I don't know. What do you think? Do you think they'll sign him? And I, I think he's going to sign, and I think we're going to sign Arnold, too. Boy, that would be, oh, man. You know, you just think about the depth of the Alabama football team, even even in the off season, when there's like two hundred and some odd days until you know the first game against Miami. Yeah, um, yeah. Hey, it's just amazing. Real quick before I go, what do y'all think about somebody putting Coach Saban oh on the internet? Uh, I guess it kind of looked like Dolly Parton. She said, "If they're not talking about you, that's not a good thing." Well, you know, what what was that? I didn't even see that. Oh, you, you yeah, didn't see it? Oh my goodness! Go, no, go I missed first, that. First thing, first thing on uh, the internet this morning and on Google is uh, the very top of the page. So uh, because I have everything Alabama on top of my page, and uh, uh, somebody uh, secretly recorded Coach Saban in a uh, interview with. Oh, a in player. a recruiting meeting. Okay, yeah. all right. Now I know what you're saying. Okay, you can find that on Tywell109.com and on yes, the Tywell109 app. Yes, you can. That's actually where I found it. So, yeah, basically, Pat, do you think that that recruit got his uh, scholarship pulled right then and there? I don't no. know. I don't know about that. But uh, but all I know is this is just like, like I said, just like Dolly said, hey, and I kind of like what Coach Saban says, everybody can't play for the Yankees. <laughs> that's, hey, that's a great point. I don't like yeah. the Yankees, but that's a great point. Joe, I know you love the Yankees. I, I'm not. I just thought it was great to hey, see him say that. I don't know, but hey, but that, that's a, that's that's an old adage that goes back many years. That uh, everybody's not good enough to play for the Yankees. That's a good point, Pat. Hey, Pat, I appreciate like, it, man. We're going like the Yankees or not, but anyway, hey, y'all have a blessed day. But I just want to see what y'all had thought about that. That uh, uh, I disagree with anybody putting anything on the internet other than what Coach Saban puts out there himself. Gotcha. Hey, I appreciate it, Pat. Thanks, man. All right, that was Pat joining us on the Taco Casa Hotline. Look, I, I it, it, here's the thing about the internet, Joe, and you know this is true. It, it, something's going to wind up on the internet, regardless of what people think. I mean, if you record it, it's going to be there somehow. I don't know. I don't want to sit there and say that they're watching us, Joe. I'm not that weird, but a big brother's always watching. Big brother's always watching. I, th- I think so. All right, we're going to take our first break here uh, in the first quarter. But coming up in the second quarter, Joe, I want you to think about this during the break because i got a very good question for you, and I'm going to ask that question right now. Do you think that this loss for Alabama basketball was a season-changing loss? Do you think this is a loss that will ultimately hurt the Alabama Crimson Tide's chances for a high seed in the NCAA tournament? We'll look ahead to that. We'll get to some more talk. We'll get to your phone calls as well on the Taco Casa Hotline. Coming up right here on the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. It's your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, everything pretty quiet on the roadways this Monday morning. Just drive carefully. And if you do see conditions folks need to hear about, give us a call, 205-886-8886. It's a brand-new month with new deals that will make you say, wow, at Townsend Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Cloudy, cold, and windy today. Maybe a few scattered light snow flurries, the high at 42. For tonight, clearing with the low at 24. Remember, tomorrow and Wednesday, the sky's sunny both days. The high tomorrow at 48. Wednesday's high at 54. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17-plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904. Or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show right here on Tide 100.9. 
Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully, whether you're listening to us here locally in Tide 109 or if you're uh, listening on the free Tide 100.9 app, if you don't have that app, you need to get it. Trust me. That gives you all of our stories on Tide109.com, which we talked about one of them just a second ago with the Nick Saban recruiting pitch that was leaked. And, uh, boy, that was a fun conversation to watch, though. I know, I know Pat didn't particularly like that, Joe, but I thought it was awesome. I, I think it's great to see sometimes inside of what goes on uh, a conversation with Nick Saban. Saban unfiltered. Like every time he's up yeah. at the media podium or, you know, where he knows he's being filmed and, uh, you know, out on ESPN and stuff, he's he's always kind of like that uh, sanitized Nick Saban. Yeah. And, and he didn't say anything that was, that was out of line to the recruit at all. Everything that he was saying was pure facts. But it was cool to see Coach Saban kind of rattle off the bona fides, how many national championships they've won, how many national championship games they've been in. What do you say? We have 60-something players in the NFL, yeah. our next closest – people is like 46 so we have a lot more players he got into really the most popular negative recruiting tactic against him is the is is his coaches say you 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 can't play at alabama well he debunked that myth too so uh it was cool to see coach saban unfiltered to me it was and then as as this was in this article with that hayden one of our interns wrote he did a great job on this by the way but uh the video ends with coach saban stating quote you got to want to be good you got to want to play with the best. And I mean that's so true that's so true though. I mean, look at how much talent there <laughs> there has been on this team in the last ten years. I mean, it's it's incredible to see the names uh that have come through here. And uh so if you haven't seen that that video, it is up on time one hundred nine dot com. Uh you can check that out. Uh Hayden Haynes, of course, one of our awesome interns, uh was able to write that. Joe I asked a question before we went to break. You've had a few minutes to think about it and stew over it. Uh, but what does this do in the grand scheme of things for Alabama basketball losing this game? Because to me, I, I don't think it's a big loss. I, I, yeah, it, you would have liked to have went, won it, I think. It, it definitely would have uh, meant something to the conference. Uh, the SEC, by the way, did win the SEC Big 12 Challenge, so that was pretty cool. But, um, you know, it look, they are going to fall in the rankings, probably a couple. I don't think it's going to be a big drop. Uh, if they go down to like 11 or 12, I think that that's not going to be bad at all. But um, does this loss really affect the season now, 14 and 4? I don't know that it affects the season that much. Uh, we are going to obviously probably, like you said, fall in the rankings. But Oklahoma, on uh, on the other side, they're going to jump up probably right into the top yeah. ten. They've won uh, now three of three three, t- three games against top ten opponents in the last uh, two weeks. So they've had a great two weeks. What I think it does, what I think it really does, is uh, it gives Nate Oates some really good tape to crunch for for yeah. uh, over uh really over the last 3 games they can put 3 games of tape together to uh that will they will show the players, hey, this is where we've been messing up for the last handful of weeks, and it cost us a loss right here to Oklahoma. You're giving up too many, giving up too many offensive rebounds. We're uh, being too careless with the basketball. We're not uh, executing a high level of offense, uh, and and those three things. Now I understand Bruner and Rojas have been out and, and, and they've been at less than a hundred percent, you know, in the post. But still, the, the, these uh, these three games, Mississippi State, Kentucky, and, and Oklahoma. Oklahoma gives Coach Oates, uh three three games worth of tape to really compile. Uh, these are some mistakes that are starting to cr- turn into habits that we need to snuff out before uh, we get you know in, into the second half of SEC play. I believe they've got another nine games of SEC play left. Uh, so, so it starts with LSU on Wednesday. They've got to they, they've got to correct these mistakes. Uh, LSU the last time we played them allowed an SEC record twenty three made three point shots. So it could be a great opportunity to get the offense back on track uh make sure we focus on the little things focus on the blue collar points of clearing the defensive boards and not turning the basketball over and uh, you know do, doing the little things that coach nato wants that uh you can control outside of uh the shots falling on offense that's true all of that is is great analysis and look to me i think you're you're in a good situation it's a good situation to be in right now because yes, you lost to Oklahoma and listen, Oklahoma, Oklahoma came into this game 
five games in a row they've won. They're on a five-game winning streak. In three of those five games, they have beat Kansas, Texas, and Alabama, all top 10 teams at the time. I mean, it's it's incredible what Oklahoma has been able to do. Uh, and even missing a couple, couple people uh, because of COVID-19 protocol. But the good news for me, Joe, that I look at is you have a very winnable schedule left. Uh, LSU coming off a loss. They lost their game against Texas Tech on Saturday. They're coming in here kind of limping. They're really the only big game to me. There's two. There's Alabama-Missouri. Missouri's playing at a very high level right now. Um, they're in the top 12, and, and I believe um, they're, they're just, they, they look very good. Uh, they beat a TCU team on Saturday, by the way, that just, uh, it was 102-98, to 98, I think was the final. And uh, so kudos to them. And they're going to actually play tomorrow. They're going to play against Kentucky uh, tomorrow. So that, that should be a winnable game. So that, I look at that game next Saturday, Joe, uh, for Alabama-Missouri as a very, very big game on the road. Uh, something Somewhere that Alabama's actually been very good. They've been very good on the road. Uh, so that's something good to look at. And then, of course, you got South Carolina, Georgia, Texas A&M, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Mississippi State, and then you come home, uh, obviously, for the last game against Auburn. So, I, again, I think this is a doable schedule. I think it's a, a winnable schedule. Uh, I don't think you can take any more bad losses. Um, I, and that's not to say that you have to run the table uh, because I don't think that's necessarily the case either. But I think you've got to play better against the SEC opponent. Uh, I'm not so much worried about the non-conference schedule of things. Um, that's why I think this is, yeah, it's a bad loss because it really would have looked good on the record, uh, on the record book, especially when you're trying to get in, you know, crack the top five and things like that. Uh, so I think that would have helped in that regard. But at the same time, I think because of it being a non-conference game, uh, I think that that doesn't hurt Alabama as much. As if this is were as if this were a game against you know Florida or or somebody else. Uh, Florida, by the way, playing unbelievable right now. Won a big game uh, this week. Let's jump out to the Taco Casa hotline. Let's get Tom in the conversation. Good morning, Tom. James. Good morning. And uh, how are you this morning? I'm good, man. Uh, you know, I should have probably drank that second cup of coffee, but I, I'm I'm hanging in there, man. <laughs> uh, I wanted to go back to the. Uh, video of coach Saban and uh talk about that just a minute if you don't mind sure of course uh, you know I think the most important thing if, if something like that is going to get out <laughs> is is something that coach Saban said during the uh the video and that is you know Alabama's not for everybody <laughs> everybody can't play for the Yankees that's true it's true I mean, not look, <laughs> Joe. Not everybody can play for Alabama. We we've seen that. No, it's a special breed. It is. I mean, it's 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 a different level here. I know we jokingly say the SEC. Oh, it's different here. Well, it, it really it really is football wise. It's starting to get there basketball wise too. Thankfully, but um, you know, you're you're right though. I I look. I think Nick Saban coming out and just being real. And just saying, look, not everybody who comes to Alabama is going to be a great player. And, and that's, you know, Joe. Tom, do you think it's a violation of trust that the recruit uh, re recorded Coach Saban like that? You know, that that's an interesting part of it right there. Is, uh, I, would, I don't think Coach Saban likes that being out because, you know, we all come to have learned his personality and all that kind of good stuff. And uh, I don't think that he would appreciate it. But now, I agree with you. I love it because uh, I, anytime we can peek behind the curtain, I like that because we learn just a little bit more. And, and let's face it, he does not disappoint when you find out things about it. No. Never. Never does. He, he's, uh, he's so darn good at what he does. Uh, and I, I've never seen it personally. I've never seen anything like it uh, from from top to bottom with the way he operates uh, as good as he does it. 
Did it ever? Did it say who the recruit was, Joe? No, I, have, I, I haven't seen that. Anywhere. I haven't seen that either yet. I wonder. Yeah, that's, like, prob- that's probably a violation. No. If that word. <laughs> See, I'm the, I must be the only one that thinks this really isn't a big deal at all. I, I mean, it's it's to me, it's like, well, yeah, it leaked, and you know, it probably shouldn't have. But at the same time, it's like. Who cares? Like he's not saying anything that's derogatory toward anybody. I mean, it's not like yeah, but I think it's one of those things where you know that might really upset Coach Saban, and you might you you might be uh, off the list if you know, if we're letting list? that. Out. It, it obviously depends on how talented you are, and and and, and Coach Saban likely will turn it into a teachable moment for the young man. Uh, instead, See, that's what of, I think. Instead of burning him, yeah. But 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 there is a chance that I, I think you're kind of playing with a little bit of fire there. You're, you're playing with Coach Saban's trust, and nobody likes to have their trust played with. Wonder, well, here's the thing for me. Everything that he said on there was true. Right. That's what uh, I'm saying. Uh, that there's nothing nobody can take and say, well, he said this and it's just not true. Well, no, you can't do that on that video. And uh, uh, you know that uh, the people at the athletic department with these Zoom calls and all like that, they, they know that that might be uh, a situation that they would be vulnerable to. See, I just uh, again, I I look at it from a standpoint of, and Joe, I think you you said it perfectly. It's a teachable moment. I, I think it's that that's the one hundred percent best way I can describe it. Um, yes, there are some things in this life that should be private. Uh, there are some things that you know, conversations that you have in life that just do not need to be shared. And, and maybe this is one of those things, but I see this as a win for the program because now you're saying now you're looking at this if i'm a if i'm a potential recruit and i'm looking at this video i'm fired up man I, i'm looking at this and going wow you know what nick saban's right it is hard to play in alabama it is hard to be on on a winning team and it is hard to come in here and say well you know if i'm not good then i'm not going to play here and it gives recruits an opportunity. Look, again, I, I don't think this was an intentional, you know, video. Maybe it was. I, I don't want to see it that way. But the way I see it, I think this is great for Nick Saban. I think this is great for the program. I think this, looking back at this now and you see this recruiting pitch, I think it's great for us, too, and as fans and media to look at this and go, man, that is cool to see how that conversation goes. And well, and that's also, that's the benefit too what. of Zoom. That that's the age that we're in right now too. Is that if this were an in person situation like normal, we, that we never would have seen this. But because we're in this you know COVID pandemic junk, we got to see something a little bit different. Also, if you're lazy, <laughs> you don't want to come here. Nope. But now uh, it, it would appeal to the special uh, type athlete, in my opinion. Uh, somebody will see that and say, you know what, I want some of that. I'll show everybody that I can do it. And uh, kind of like Devontae Smith, you know, he said, I've been told I can't all my life. And, yep. <laughs> and so he came here uh, small in statue and uh, maybe not the fastest guy on the team, but guess what? He won the Heisman. Tom, and he had a Tom. Heisman moment as a freshman. Tom, real quick, before we let you go, because we're going to take our next break, but I want to ask you this real quick. Where do you think Devontae Smith ends up in the NFL? What team? What team do you think takes him? I, I really think the Dolphins love it. I love it. Love I it. really think that. Now, I, you know, I'm not an expert, and I've never been able to read the draft because there's a lot of factors that regular people would not understand about the draft. Regular people. What are you saying, Tom? No, I'm just I'm kidding. I'm saying that people like me. <laughs> I'm talking about myself. No, uh, no, I, I know. But there's, you know, there's economic values and all that kind of stuff uh, that go into it uh, at the NFL level. And uh, it's not just uh, somebody like me. Well, I'm going out there. I'm going to get the best Alabama player I can get. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, uh, stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I, I really think uh, based on what I read in the paper and his uh, if you can believe the conversations with the Miami Dolphins staff, that they really liked it. Yeah, I agree with that. And, I, you know, it's funny. I saw something yesterday one of our interns shared uh, that uh, <laughs> there was a, a 
I don't know if it's a rumor. Maybe somebody just posted it to be funny, but uh, they said that that the Houston Texans and the Miami Dolphins should make a trade. Uh, they should draft. Basically, what they should do is they should trade Tua and uh, draft Avante, and then a bunch of you know picks. Send him to Houston for Deshaun Watson. That that's it. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense. If if you're Miami, why would you waste a pick, you know, drafting Tua and then drafting a wide receiver to help Tua? Because that's been really the biggest the biggest problem Miami has is is not defense; it's offense. They have nothing outside of Tua. But you anyway. know, they they got to get people that can catch the ball. Yes, they do. I, I, I saw so many drops. Yep. When I watched the Dolphins play, that it wasn't funny. No, absolutely not. Hey, Tom, we got to get to this break, hey, man. Thanks. Enjoy the show. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. That's Tom on the Taco Casa Hotline. We'll come back on the other side of this break, jump into the third quarter. Funny, funny story here, Joe. I'm going to tell you something very interesting. The Super Bowl is next Sunday. You know, we've talked about it. There is a school in the SEC that has more active players in the Super Bowl this year than any other. And it's a school that may surprise you, to be honest. We'll talk about that on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Martin Houston Show right here on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Traffic pretty quiet. Now, we are seeing some winds this morning that may affect your travel, so please be careful. And if you see conditions, give us a call, 205-886-8886. It's a brand-new month with new deals that will make you say wow. At your hometown dealer, Towns of Nissan, I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn, which we can customize to meet your needs. Or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show. The sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show right here on Tide 100.9. James Ludeman, Joe Gaither hanging out with you here this week. And uh, we are taking some phone calls on the Taco Casa hotline. And uh, before we get to our next call real quick, Joe, I wanted to tell you that the Super Bowl is this Sunday. I'm still trying to wrap my brain around the fact that my team is in it, Tampa Bay. Been a fan my whole life, so it's been kind of nice. But there are uh, players, they, they look at the players from the you know colleges that the teams went to, and there is one school that is leading the way on how many players there are in the Super Bowl. Do you know who that is? Did I see it was Auburn? It is not Auburn. It is LSU, as a matter of fact. Six players 
from LSU are in the Super Bowl uh, game that is coming up on Sunday. Some other notable schools, uh, Mississippi State has three players. Texas A&M has three players. Uh, Florida has two players. South Carolina has two players. Missouri has two players. And then um, try, Arkansas has one. Uh, trying to look through here and see if there's anybody else I can. Oh, Vanderbilt even has one. You know who doesn't have one? Alabama. Gotta get no uh, active players in the Super Bowl. Got to get Garrick Dieter act- activated before next Sunday. I'm hoping. Boy, that would be awesome. Uh, O.J. Howard's a big name for Tampa Bay. Been injured all year. He will not be active for this game, unfortunately. Uh, so that is active players that are in the Super Bowl, LSU leading the way. Let's jump out to the Taco Casa hotline real quick. Let's get Lake Martin John in. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How y'all doing today? Hey, man, we're good, man. How are you today? Listen, I'm ex- uh, I was I watched basketball all day Saturday, and uh, I was real disappointed that uh, Alabama didn't come in. I want to talk to you uh, about that one some, but I was proud of the rest of the SEC from uh, the research I did. We don't win that challenge very often. No, and look, I, the SEC, as much as I want to sit here, Lake Martin John, and, and just say that, you know, the SEC is back as a basketball program, they they have some good teams. I, I don't want to take anything away from, you know, teams like Florida, who who every year Florida is consistent. Uh, yeah. they, they've won national championships, so it's not like they're terrible. Kentucky's just having a bad year, but they're one of the better teams in the SEC um, and then, you know, Tennessee's always got a kind of an up and down. Auburn's kind of up and down. So, I mean, there, there's some talent there. It, it's just frustrating that this conference doesn't get more respect uh, in basketball. But honestly, outside of Kentucky over the last, you know, really since 2008, I believe, Florida and Kentucky have been the only SEC teams to win the national title uh, in basketball. So I can see why, you know, they don't get as much respect as other conferences. You know, it takes a while to earn it. It don't take but one game to lose it. But you can you can spend several years building respect and lose it in one game. But uh, I'm uh, I am absolutely a hundred percent newbie to basketball, and so I do not have the history in my head. So I just I just saw what I saw Saturday, and uh, that's it. But and also not knowing basketball well. Comment on what you saw in the Alabama game about the referees. Uh, and, and about the rebound, Joe said before uh, the game last week that uh, watch for the watch the rebound, see which way the rebounds go. And uh, he was so right. Now we just couldn't add the boards. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I I agree. I mean, and Joe and I talked about this at the top of the show. I mean, when you get uh, when you get rebound or out rebounded offensively, um, that's that's a problem, uh, especially because I thought there were times. And this is the one thing that frustrates me, Joe, about Rojas and Reese. They have such big size over a lot of the competition that they play, and they just cannot come down with rebounds. It, it makes no sense to me. Like, I, I try to sit here and wrap my brain around these two, and, and I just get more frustrated thinking about it. Like, it, it's just really bad. Um, but anyway, as far as, you know, as far as what happened in the game, uh, Lake Martin, John. Look, when you get out rebounded thirteen to to nine offensively, you're yeah. not going to win many games. And I think that that's you know kind of just what happened here. But we got to get to break, Lake Martin, John. You got anything else, real quick? No, man. Appreciate the show. Appreciate the job y'all are doing. God bless you. Have a good day. Hey, you too, brother. Thank you so much. That's Lake Martin, John, on the Taco Casa Hotline. We're going to jump to our last break. Coming up on the other side, Joe Gaither brought up something during the last uh, break that I want to talk about. Is there a little bit of uh, Cohe- uh, co- cohesion, I guess, is is that the right word here, Joe? Collusion? Collusion, thank you. That's the word. It's it's 6 a.m., guys. Uh, a little bit of collusion here, maybe, from Nick Saban and this recruiting video. Uh, we'll talk about that as we finish up the conversation right here on the Martin Houston Show. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Traffic pretty quiet. Now, we are seeing some winds this morning that may affect your travel, so please be careful. And if you see conditions, give us a call, 205-886-8886. It's a brand-new month with new deals that will make you say wow at your hometown dealer, Towns of Nissan. I'm Cap Bray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. 
Morning, COVID-19 hospitalizations are down at DCH and across the state and nation. No state reporting record numbers over the weekend, first time since early November. DCH this morning reporting 114 pandemic patients with 27 in intensive care. Nine are on ventilators, all lower numbers from last week. But the CDC is warning the new variant of the virus could bump those numbers up radically over the next few weeks. Keep up with local news on TuscaloosaThread.com. Don Hartley, Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. The sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, the Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show right here on Tide 100.9. James Lumen, Joe Gaither sitting with you uh, for the next couple minutes as we close out the fourth quarter. Joe Gaither. Always bringing some amazing content. And uh, I heard something that you said, Joe, during the break. I- I'm going to let you say it because I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not, a, f- I'm not a fan of the, uh, you know, collusion or whatever it is. Uh, so, Joe, I-, I want you to give your point here uh, for Nick Saban. Well, we know nothing, you know, Alabama and Nick Saban, they don't do anything by accident. No. Ever. Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of people are making a big deal about this re- recruit, the video that's been leaked out. And, uh, and yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty interesting. I think it's an interesting story. But what are the chances that uh, Coach Nick Saban got with this recruit and said, hey, man, I'm about to, you know, kind of lay, lay it down and give you a good little two or three minute soundbite or whatever the case may be. Uh, what, what what are the chances that Coach Saban was colluding with the recruit uh, in order to spread his message further? Uh, you know, we we all, we all saw how Donald Trump used Twitter to take over the, basically the country. Right. Like, what if Coach Saban is, is going to take a, a page out of that playbook and use Twitter, use this recruit to spread his uh, spread his message out throughout? You know, all the freshmen, the sophomores, the juniors in high school who you know he's not probably talking to every day uh but he wants to get ahead on that uh what are the chances that he's colluding with with, with this recruit to say hey uh i'm gonna give you a good two minute bite to to you know that i want you to put out there to the world joe i think sometimes in media we like to reach i, I think you're reaching a, a little bit there pal uh I, look look here, and here's the thing i wonder if this recruit actually asked nick saban if it was okay to record it, uh, he probably didn't because the way that the camera looks, it looks like he's just kind of holding it down, you know, toward the bottom where he couldn't see it. Uh, and that's what I was saying earlier. There's just a big difference between the in-person style of recruiting now and the Zoom meetings that, that we have uh, based on the COVID-19 pandemic. But, you know, there's a group of players, Joe, that from the NFL that played for Nick Saban that are not happy with this at all. Uh, Henry Ruggs being one of them, uh, Eddie Smith, Cam Robinson. I mean, these are big name guys that are playing in the NFL. Does Eddie Smith get a, get an opinion since he transferred out? I don't think so. I don't think, but apparently he was pretty bothered by it according to his Twitter page. Um, look again, I, I don't have any problem with this video going out. I think if there's a good chance that Nick Saban knew that it was being recorded, I just don't know if he wanted it to go out. Uh, in the way that it did. Again, my only thing is, and I know this isn't going to happen, Joe, but I just want to know who it was. I, I would love to just know who did it. And it's not that I would care who it is for any other reason other than just to be like, wow, okay. 
So it was this guy. Would you be more of a fan of the of the uh, recruit or less of a fan if if he found out who it was? I, I, impartial? Can I can I be in the middle here? Because I, I I don't I don't think it would have any bearing on me being a fan of them. Uh, but I just you know you know what they say about curiosity, man. It, and what would that do if if that recruit ended up if you found out who it was and they signed with LSU, Ohio State, oof. somebody else, somebody not Alabama? If what if they didn't make the team at all? Just because they did this, like, what if they had an opportunity for a scholarship and now it's gone? I mean, it's it's literally you look at this and go, could this be a situation where you did this and now? Because here's the thing: does Nick Saban know if he doesn't know that this went out? Like you mentioned, oh, he knows by now. Well, I'm, but what I mean is, if he didn't know that this was being recorded and now it's leaked, you know, can he go back and say, "Hmm, who did I have a Zoom call with last night?" Of course, you know, he, yeah. could, he could figure this out pretty easily, I would assume, right? So now you got to wonder, well, does that recruit even have a chance to play anymore? That, which would be unfortunate. It just depends on how uh, sensitive, I guess, Coach Saban is, or maybe how talented the recruit is. I think because of what he said, it, it, it doesn't matter. I, I mean, if it was if it was something like he was bashing people and publicly, you know, putting people down, then I would get it. But honestly, it really didn't. It didn't hurt at all. He told the truth and nothing but the truth. And uh, so anyway, well, hopefully we'll find out more information on that. But thank you so much for listening to the Martin Houston show this morning. Joe Gaither, James Ludeman hanging out with you this week. Don't forget, stay tuned for Inside the Locker Room. Wimp and Barry Sanderson going to take you the next two hours. And uh, don't forget, you can listen to the Martin Houston show on the Tide 100.9 app. Thank you all so much for listening. Remember, trust in the Lord always. Lean not on your own understanding. Roll Tide.